Sam. Oh, Alex, did I mention to you there was something I had thought of would make an absolute mess of a uh, cold open? You were gonna hijack the cold open. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember. It wasn't the blood color thing, was it? I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I suppose we should explain what the blood color thing was. Is it a homestuck thing? I was thinking about it because I drew a homestuck troll for art fight, but that's um, not exactly that. Oh. I was just thinking, humans' blood is red because of hemoglobin, which is a chemical that binds iron so that you can have oxygen in your blood. Yes. Or a chemical that uses iron to bind oxygen in your blood. Anyways, there is no conceivable way to me that every fantasy race could use hemoglobin. And the reason for that? Fae. Yeah. They can't have iron in their blood. So what do Fae do instead of hemoglobin? Do they just use a different oxidizing metal? Do they use something else entirely? Do they just bind magic? Do they not need to breathe? I think you're looking too far into it. Elemental iron is, like, has to be somehow magically different from, like, worked iron. Because elemental iron is in everything. Like, it's in plants, it's in everything. You can't not have it around you, especially in, like, in fae nature, because it's everywhere. It's magic, so, you know. It's magic, so, yeah, whatever. There's iron in chlorophyll. Consider the fact that there's just iron in so much of everything around us. Mm -hmm. That's why the Fae have their own world, right? I always took the weakness of Fae to iron as, like, iron as the stand-in for modernism and industrialization. It's funny you bring this up, because I actually was talking to someone about this a few days ago. Because we encountered in an AP a volcanic Fae. Yeah, they're chock full of iron. Yeah, it's a Fae that looks like a sentient volcano. We saw it, we were like, is that a golem? Or, or like an elemental? Because here's the art. Uh, for anyone who's listening wondering, it's the Dalos in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. That's awesome. That is pretty sick, yeah. So we saw that, we were like, that's got to be like a lava golem, golem. or yeah. a volcano elemental or something like unique. No, it's just a fey. So I think like, and we, I brought up talking about cold iron. And one of the players in the game is actually a Tolkien historian. And was going over where the whole issue with, like, where cold iron as a concept came from. And it was a misinterpretation of something Tolkien wrote, which is it was worked iron. So steel specifically is the issue. I mean, steel, cast iron. Cast iron was what he said. It was specifically cast iron was what he said was people thought it was... Um, it has been a way to work the iron that made it you could make it mass produced. Yeah, yeah. but by working it it was now man-made and that was why Fae were repelled by it. Yeah. It's the forcing of like human order onto nature. Yeah. That said, um, at least in Pathfinder, that's a great question because there are races that have definitely not human biology. I'm just thinking of like duskwalkers and stuff. Yeah, duskwalkers don't even have like reproductive organs. Or Shabti. Shabti don't even technically have blood. Fleshies would use chlorophyll, obviously, instead. Yeah, or Gorons, too. There was one spell that only worked on creatures with beating hearts, which calls into question it working on any outsider. True. Because they're made of quintessence and yeah, don't they functionally don't have, have physical a heart. bodies. I was just thinking, like, elves are funky aliens. They evolved on an entirely different planet before coming to Galarian. I love that fact. What does that mean about their biology? We know Lashintas have green blood. 
Right. So. We know Lashuntas have green blood. We know Formians don't even have blood. So the elves, who also came from Castrovel, do they also have green blood? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They're the same planet as Lashunta, so they would also probably have, like, funky blood colored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was just, like, for extrapolating from the fact that elves do not have a human blood color. Oh, Lashunta might use, a, like, a copper oxide, maybe? Hear me out. Drow have the Danganronpa blood, where it's just, like, vibrant hot pink. I, I'm here for you. You know what? I'm here for Just it. Just headcanon. Just headcanon. I do want to say this did overwrite the news that I had to share with everyone, which will fundamentally change Dungeon Dive Bar as we know it. Oh, oh. No. Austin Eastsider has discontinued Watermelon Cider. Oh, what? no. Oh. They have replaced their summer flavor with passion fruit. Okay. Okay. Slightly less no, but... Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm okay with that. Oh, no. The passion fruit's delicious, but... Passion fruit slaps. But yeah, watermelon cider. Replacing watermelons. It shall forever stand over the, the grave break. watermelon cider. Now, I will say, it does have a new form, because they did do that limited release chili lime watermelon that I did not get a chance to try. So it does survive in a new form, but it's not the original watermelon cider. And I think that's tragic. Indeed. But back to the blood conversation. First off, my blood is definitely 40% watermelon cider at this point. Like, Matthews is 100% Mountain Dew. Right. Yeah. No blood plasma, only... Only the dew. Which is why I will say Asimars have radioactive light green blood. Asimars and tieflings are a bit of a hairy territory, because it's like, well... Yeah. They're all so vastly different. I don't think you can make a blanket statement about what their blood color would be. Yeah, it definitely does depend on what their racial origin is. Because, like, a dwarf-blooded Asimar... They'd probably inherit from their parents, because that's, I mean, that's where the body's gotta come from. Yeah, exactly. They'd probably inherit from their parents, except for in very specific situations where the quintessence fucks it up somehow or mutates it. Add blood color to the uh, random trait table that Heathlings and Asimar have. I love that trait table. Blood color doesn't make a mechanical difference, though. No, there's the mechanical one and there's the non-mechanical one. Yeah, there's the flavor one. Okay. The mechanical one is the one we used for Shattered Star. Yeah. Yeah, but there's one that's like weird traits, like you have one organ external to the body. Or Tyler's personal favorite, face, other. I don't know how that other. would not have a mechanical consequence, but okay. Yeah, it should, right? Also, everyone has at least one organ external to the body. It's called skin. Least. Yeah. But these are also organs meant to face outside the body. Like, if I had the my kidney... The skin isn't either. It's all dead. Yeah, that's fair. If you had your kidney on the outside of your body, that's asking for it to get stolen or stabbed and sold on the black market. Here are some from the flavor random tiefling features. None of the following features specifically grant any special powers in excess of their usual abilities. It says no special powers, but it doesn't necessarily say no special drawbacks. Yeah, like ears, cyclopic, pig-like, missing, bat-like, pointed, or you could have no horns. Fucking bat ears. Asimar can have animated hair, feather hair, heatless flames for hair, metallic hair, hair that turns silver in the moonlight. Yeah, or like, here's one. 97 on the tiefling table. Other, vestigial limb. Like, how does that not have a mechanical benefit? Because it's vestigial. Weren't you paying attention? That's fair. Asimar also apparently can have wings. Butterfly wings, feathered wings, light wings, metallic yep. dragon wings, prismatic yep. wings. And aren't there like, you need like three feet to like no, no. crappily you hover on them? You can just have them as a feature at first level. They just don't, you can't fly they with them. They just don't them. do anything. Yeah. Then you have yeah. to invest half your feats in order to use them. 
Yeah. Gareth has butterfly wings now. Sorry, I don't make the rules. Yeah, he has his tramp stamp. Mm-hmm. No, I mean like actual butterfly wings. But they're actually scaled to the size of a regular butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> He's got on the back of his neck. Yeah. Because his body is so large, there's no way they can actually move him. Yeah. I was actually talking to uh, Caden about that because we were watching uh, Alton Brown's new Iron Chef show on Netflix, which, by the way, you should absolutely watch. It's phenomenal. One of the challenges was a medieval feast. If you don't have Netflix, though, don't subscribe to them because they don't deserve your money. Correct. If you don't have Netflix, yo-ho-hoy, yo-ho-hoy. No, I can't actually advocate (laughs) that. No, no. If you don't have Netflix, uh, store-bought is fine. Friends. If you don't have Netflix, yeah, just steal it from a friend. Go to a friend's house. Have a watch party with watch friends. Watch it with them. Yeah. Steal from Netflix over illegally. And to make food. Yeah, but it was a medieval feast episode. It was two teams of Iron Chefs competing against each other. And they had three special ingredients they had to use. But the first one was game birds. And Alton Brown is obviously the host. And for those who don't know who Alton Brown is who are listening to this, one, you definitely should. He is quite possibly one of the most influential men in cooking alive. Two. Very scientific He's a, he's more of a gastron- molecular gastronomist at this point in time, yeah. But he talks about the food from a scientific standpoint, which I really like. Because yeah. part of what he was talking about is how... Man, food science is just really fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. Is about how game birds, specifically like goose, duck, uh, pigeon even, are extremely lean meats because their bodies are designed to minimize their fat content. And that to minimize being, their weight effectively. Yeah, to minimize their weight, and because they don't need the fat for insulation, because they have the feathers. And talking about how, as a result, it's an extremely lean meat and it's incredibly versatile. But you have to be careful about introducing too much fat when you cook them, because it's not meant to absorb it. Yeah, and that actually caused a problem because one of the competitors made a pigeon pie oh. and put too much goose fat in the dough. Because goose fat is incredibly rich, it caused the dough to be incredibly soft and start melting as he was working it. Rip. So I just, you know, you're talking about the uh, all the different blood and body parts and stuff of different races. It just made me think of that. Because, you know. All of us have played Pathfinder quite a bit. If you have ever done a Asmar or a Tiefling or a Duskwalker or whatever with unique traits, what is like the most unique you ever gotten with it so this isn't mine i've only played one tiefling and i built a second uh as a backup for a campaign it's also one of the it's a cleefoth spawn tiefling that's already hard to find any reliable information on but in my carrying crown game which but starts as of this recording it starts today very Ooh. excited about it Fun of the show tyler is playing a tiefling life oracle and we rolled on the chart for her miscellaneous stuff. And she got, uh, it was face other, and we were trying to find out what that meant. What we settled on is the Nightvalian concept of the man in the tan jacket. Where when you're looking okay. at the tiefling, you see her face. She has a face. You just don't remember it. Like, the oh yeah, like the silence in Doctor Who. Because I, yeah. I made that comparison last time too. Yes, you did. That's right. Or as soon as you look away, you forget what she looks like. Because it's just a face, but of what you don't know. Very fun. That kind of blows mine out of the water, but... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. What were you going to say? You had something else you were going to say, though? Oh, yes. Um, She also rolled for the external organ, so she decided she literally has her heart on her sleeve. So on her, like, left bicep oh, no. is just a pulsating, beating heart. 
Oh no. It's vestigial though. So my most interesting tiefling is my Shattered Star character. Um, and they're basically all of their like calciferous body parts, horns, teeth, bones, even nails and their hooves are made from living ice because they are descended from Alibitinarii Chiton, which are chitons that are associated with the like pain and fear of extreme cold. So basically their horns and teeth and stuff are all made from this living ice and reflected in the fact that this character has a little less con. They are unusually brittle and uh, when they break, it doesn't hurt them at all and it'll regrow pretty quickly. But once piece of basically their ice bones is separated from their body, it will just melt like regular ice. This goes for horns, this goes for teeth, this goes for like when their hooves grind down against the pavement. Also their teeth are like anglerfish style teeth. That's cool as hell. That's so fun. I love when characters have fucked up teeth. I also, I didn't roll on the like random aesthetic traits for them, but I rolled on the random like mechanical traits, the ones you trade, trade away your spell-like ability for. for. <laughs> yeah. Because one a day darkness is kind of like eh, right? So I rolled and I got, you do not need to sleep. Oh yeah, you just sort of sit there and dissociate. Right. Yeah. I was like, imagine how terrifying this would have been for like their mother. This child doesn't fucking sleep. I remember this conversation now. Yeah, it was you were just like, we were just like, yeah, you just sit in the corner in your your uh, your bedroom and the mom goes to check and you're just like, hello. They learned to read uh, really early because they didn't sleep all night and so they would just get into mischief and so their mom was like you know what if you're gonna if you're gonna not sleep sticks a manuscript on magnamar's monuments into their hands and if you're not gonna sleep at least do some reading at least help me with my work yeah i wish i didn't have to sleep that's so many extra hours a day i could spend doing something that'd be nice but at the same time i think my electric bill would skyrocket from eight extra hours a day of editing or playing games on the computer i would probably just like have a lamp on and do what delos does and just read you know that's true i would absolutely catch up on my reading i feel like i'd say i'd be productive but then not the oh absolutely hours. you go i could be productive like, and gonna, just watching i'm gonna TV. catch up so much on reading and they're like no i'm just gonna dissociate the wall for a bit <laughs> <laughs> oh look it went by I would join a 24-hour gym. That would be good. That would be, be nice. a good one. Yeah. I love how this has turned from blood color into what weird shit tieflings have you played into what would you do if you didn't have to sleep. Speaking of not sleeping, you could drink all night. You could if you wanted you to could, die. You could um, drink all night. <laughs> I was uh, talking with someone yesterday. It's like, I don't know. Noon seems really early to start drinking. And I'm like, look, if you don't start in the morning, you can't drink all day. You gotta brunch it up. You gotta brunch it up. You gotta get your mimosas, your Bloody Marys. Yeah, you start with a nice breakfast drink. Oh. Bloody Marys. I don't like tomato juice. That's fair. Like, if I wanted the drink to be savory and salty, I would just put 69 olives in it and be done with it. That's fair. That's fair. Different ways to accomplish the same goal. Which is have a salty drink and get drunk. Yeah, have a salty drink. If I make a vodka martini and I just put a billion olives in it, then I've got my vodka, I've got deal. my olives, yeah. and that's everything I want. It's got vodka, it's got plants, that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Speaking of uh, plants, I actually have a fun drink I'm drinking today. Ooh. What are you drinking today, Sam? I am actually not having an alcohol today because my doctor told me I need to stop drinking for a month. So I have a Dr. Brown's natural flavor celery celery soda. 
Oh, yeah, snap that. I know these things have logically absolutely nothing to do with each other, but I like to think Sam's doctor conspired with Austin Eastsiders to get rid of watermelon cider <laughs> to help Sam not drink watermelon. Yeah, that sounds right. Ian, what are you drinking? I have a Franziskaner Vispier that my friend Ooh. left at my house. Nice. Nice. Megan, what are you drinking? Irish coffee. Uh, that's another great brunch drink, Agreed. actually. Yeah. I'd much prefer an Irish coffee to a uh, bloody, oh, bloody, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't drink coffee, so I, I stick with the other stuff. So I don't, we didn't have Irish cream, actually, right now. So I did blended scotch, I know, not actually Irish, and uh, creme de cacao. That sounds good. It's it is. Good. It's fucking dangerous. Alex, what are you drinking? I made up a gin ricky because I wanted a G&T, but we didn't have tonic. So a gin, gin ricky is gin and club soda and lime. Quite refreshing because it's very hot and we had to turn off the AC for recording. So, yeah, no. yeah, it's nice. And I'm sitting over here drinking hot coffee. Like I cannot turn off the AC if I wanted to in my house right now. It is in the triple digits all day. Gross. Yeah, ouch. You, you want to know what temperature it was at night last night? 94. That's disgusting. Sam, I want you to picture living in Texas, or in my case, New Mexico. Yep. You don't have an air conditioner. Miserable. The house was actually built, like, very well passively, that a breeze would go through it if you opened a window. But not having an air conditioner was certainly a time. Matthew, what are you drinking? Actually, pretty odd for me. I'm just having a, a, a nice green tea. So that's wow. it. Wow. Sounds good, though. It does sound really nice. Is, okay, so I need to know. The, the chemist in me needs to know. Because your blood is 100% caffeine, are you just leaching caffeine out into the green tea then? I think so. Yeah, I think that's accurate. No. <laughs> I am excited for today, though. I mean, yeah, you guys are I'm... all 10th level. Woo! Yeah. 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 Taking a break back. from. Crushing Thistletop in our Rise game to uh, crush the Emerald Spire in this game. Yeah. So, who wants to share uh, their level up and also roll some hit points? Alex, I think I'm going to save you for last. All right. I've got a couple levels to catch up. Yeah, you got some stuff we got to do. So let's let's start with the person with the least amount of class features. Matthew. Well, well okay. You're a well, D8. I am a D8. That's true. Let's roll that. I rolled a three for your hit points, Matthew. I rolled a seven. I'll take mine. Thanks. Desna smiles upon you once again. <laughs> I'll take mine. So you just get some new spells. Well, yes, and I also get the ability to Blossoming Light at 10th level. I can use Atonement once per day as a spell-like ability, but only on other people. I can't use it on myself. Well, you would lose the ability to Atone if you lost your class features, though. Yeah, yeah. But only to offer redemption to others. Uh, using spell in this way does not require focus or material components. So Fun. I can atone. I can, I can use atonement. I also get another channel because I'm a blossoming light and this is an even level. So yet another one. What is that focus total at? You got like 19 channels 19. a day, don't you? It's 19. 19. It's 19. That's exactly what it is. Yep. I want to know if there's a way Matthew can hit the maximum amount of channels per level. Is there like, a theoretical max? Has anyone figured that I, out? You'd have to take extra channel every level. I suppose. Yeah, I haven't done that. 
No, because that's silly. channel and probably a dip to another class that gives you channels off a different. You stack. have to be a life oracle. Yeah. I think you cannot do it unless you're a life oracle. I really think nineteen is enough. Nineteen is <laughs> yeah. plenty. Nineteen <laughs> is a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of channels. We and haven't even started looking at magic items yet. No, I haven't. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, I, the thing is, I often have trouble spending them all, even though I, though I have some things that take two, or I can spend three in a round. You got you know? down to like four at the end I of did. floor eight. That's true. But I worked, I worked you guys good on floor eight, though. Yeah. Yeah. With Jason Bowman's Jason bullshit as Megan. By the way, Megan, everyone loved your calling it that. Uh, by everyone, what do you mean? The fans? Yeah. You and your friend group? No, like, people who have listened that, like... Look, I want to hear a comment from Jason Bowman himself where I won't hold the and for the record, I meant it entirely affectionately. Oh, it's absolutely affectionate. He makes great books. Like oh, he is he's a, so proud of he it, does. too. He does. Oh, he'd yeah. be so happy with how annoyed it made us. Oh, yeah. Like, if I tweet at him that, he'd go, did you run it right? It should have been worse. They shouldn't have lived. <laughs> yeah, so uh, seven more hit points for Matthew. Yeah. And a few new fifth level spells, which yeah. you will probably oh, use for just more slots of Breath of Life, just to spite me. No, no, no. I'll that was a... I, I, what, what I'll use those slots for, I'll tell you right now, is more dinosaurs. Yes, which I <laughs> definitely, definitely did not make tokens for. <laughs> Let's move on to someone else who gets some... Uh, we just we just want Gareth to be able to get the whole dinosaur polycule out, which is... That's right. That You know, that is a sentence you just said out loud, Megan. Oh, no, 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 it's something He's I told Megan about. Cool. I know. I, I actually told Megan about this whole whole thing. It's fun. Yes, but I have a dinosaur uh, polycule. It's true. Speaking of Megan, Hell Knight 5? Hell Knight 5, baby! D10? Sure is. Don't even bother, I got a 10. Alright, well, I got a 9, but I'll take your 10. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get at Hell Knight 5? I get... Hell Knight Armor 2, which reduces my armor check penalty further and increases my max dex further. Not that the max dex part matters, uh, because I don't have a dexterity mod, but uh, having the armor check penalty get reduced is starting to mean that my speed penalty gets reduced, I think. Your yeah. speed penalty got reduced at second level. Oh yeah, it just does not reduce your speed at all at second yeah. level. Yeah, you're up to 30 feet. But I the mean, ACP gets reduced uh... further. I, I can start giving you, like, Cat's Grace or something I also get, now. you know, another yeah. point when I smite Chaos, so it is now theoretically even with my Cavalier's Challenge, except the challenge is still a little better because I don't have to use it on a chaotic creature. Mm -hmm. It's more versatile. Yeah. And uh, that's that's really all you get is the full martial of the But Smite Chaos is more powerful, so if the creature yeah. is chaotic... Yeah. yeah. Of course. Ignoring DR is big. I have a feeling you're going to get a good use out of that in Floor 10. Foreshadowing. Oh boy. Let's move over to the most complicated character for normal reasons. Ian, let's yes. roll a d6 for Declan's level 11 hit points. A two. A four. Four hit points for the squishy boy. I'll take it. Above average, but not great. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe uh, Fitzgerald also leveled up somewhere. Oh, shit. Did he? I, I think familiar's got a new ability at 11th level. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Let me pull up the familiar sheet quick. 11th level, yeah. They get a bonus. They get spell resistance. Oh, hell yeah. Fitzgerald now has spell resistance 16. Okay, that's not bad. No, it's just funny. Yeah. His armor, his natural armor goes up to plus six. Fitzgerald continuing it's to... uh way out there in combat. Let's see him. What's Fitzgerald's AC now? 20? Uh, let me... Yeah, 21. 21. Matthew, how does it feel knowing a rabbit has double your AC? It's not double. I have 11. He'd have to have 22. <laughs> I, I can start, I'll start buffing him. <laughs> just, just slap some mage armor on Fitzgerald. Yeah, Give him a 25. Put somebody spells on him. <laughs> I mean, you're a Brownford transmuter. You just need yeah. form of the dragon. Just turn I, Fitzgerald into a dragon. I, 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 could, I could probably, couldn't I do that anyways with share spells? Yeah, yeah you, you could do that anyway. I'm like, why, you're a Brownford transmuter. Why waste it on your familiar when you have Retha? Yeah, exactly. Because gonna, it's funnier I'm, that way to turn Fitzgerald into a fucking primal red dragon. I'm gonna wait. Okay, I think I could do form of the dragon and then transformation on him. Oh my god! <laughs> Next level, I can do transformation. There you go. But also, you get a greater exploit. Yes, I did, and I took not the one we were talking about earlier because I had missed the prerequisite for it. I, I took counter drain, which. Uh, when I successfully counterspell uh, a spell of third level or higher, I get some Arcane Reservoir points back, which is nice. That is really nice. Not been powerful, but it helps me be a bit more consistent. Last, but certainly not least, Alex. Yes. For the audience, are we going to be talking about a level 10 Isaiah or a level 10 Pelta? Pelta's back, baby! We're yeah! Isaiah is uh, ready to go back to the Order of the Pi uh, Flame. That's what he's from. New Pyre? Order of the Flame. Pyre. 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 For him. What what game are we even playing, guys? Like, <laughs> it's still not Flame. Flame isn't even a Hellblade Order in Starfinder. It's a Cavalier. We'll call it a minor order, whatever. Uh, so tell us about. So first off, we need to roll uh, three le two levels of hit points. Two levels of hit points. D eights. D eights for the skull. All right, for level seven or level nine, I got a two. I got a five. Average, not bad. Average. And for level, I got a five. I got a six. Nice. All right. So, thank you, Megan, for your stolen dice. Uh, they, they did me average. Average is better than below. Oh, I also finally got a D100, guys. Nice. It's too chunky for my dice tower. Yeah. Also, I shared this story with you guys, I think. Friend of the show, Joe, rolls historically bad. Like, we joke that his rolls are only good when it hurts the party. So I gave him my D100 to roll. He managed a natural one on a D100. <laughs> always an achievement. It's always an achievement to get the natural one. But, Alex, tell us about a level 10 Pelta. Yes, well, there was quite a bit to do. Uh, level nine, um, of course, is a is a feat. I don't think skulls get too much else at level nine. More spells, but that's kind of separate. So skulls get their feet, and everyone will be happy to know I learned from my mistake and picked up a new trick. I like to call lingering performance, <laughs> um, which should oh. help the barbarian sudden death. I love the uh, ASMR effect on that. Also at uh, level nine, you get dr one untyped. Dr one untyped. That is and fun. And you give it to your allies when they're affected by your rage. Yes. So everyone will get DR1. Oh, God. Breath gets DR now. Just one. <laughs> I'm Just never one killing one. her. 
<laughs> yeah. Unless it gets DR and I can turn her into huge monsters. To tell you, and you're not killing anyone. At 10, I get Dirge of Doom, which is a new bardic performance, or skald skaldic bardic performance, whatever, that causes people fear and that can make them shaken, which is a new, are they, they're, I guess it is raging, they're all raging song. Yeah. You make they them shaken. Yes, I can make them shaken. It's like an AOE intimidation chuck. That's fucking rad. I picked up a couple new spells. We'll see them in Tenth game. level means fourth level spells. So, and as a ghost wolf, that means more invisibility. Do the math, figure out what spell I picked up. You guys have the information. Now. And then uh, when Maldrick wakes up from his hangover, we will learn what Maldrick does. But Maldrick has a hangover because you guys celebrated the job well done, resurrecting Pelta. Indeed. We are still in the basement of the Valducra family home, where Pelta just got revived. I'm, I'm back. It's so good to be alive. Garrett, Retta, oh, oh, the nightmare, it's over. It will be when we get your mother. We're taking her down. Oh, hold on one second. And he takes a ring off his finger and sends it back to Pelta. I, I kind of borrowed this while you were under oh sorry about that here and he gets her back the ring of fire resistance that he had borrowed from her <laughs> i wondered where that went <laughs> i didn't see it on the loot sheet either anymore so. <laughs> is that good of a thief <laughs> <laughs> he's so chaotic I, good he doesn't know how to imagine use a measure. needing fire resistance from a magic item huh i didn't think you needed it while you were you know i, I and i didn't know Eklund told me that mother liked to use fireballs a lot and so I uh, just was, just in case. But she didn't show her face, so. I hope you put it to good use. Thank you for bringing me back. Always. So glad you're back. Uh, you guys hear a knock at the door of to the basement. I don't know if Retha hugged Pelta last session. I think you ended it with a big hug. But, um. And killed her again by impaling her on your spikes. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> but it's a little spiky. Um, But she's probably just a little choked up, lost for words. It's it's good to have you back. It's so good to be back. I don't know what Mother was doing with me, but... I don't know if we put a stop to it, but we will. And we put a pause to it, at least, for now. Yes, well, I was hoping for a more decisive thing, but her soul seems bound to mine in ways. We'll go on. So... Yes, just here... Uh, something clattered to the floor as Maldrick falls unconscious with an empty beer glass in his hand and his mechanical arms giving a thumbs up. He, uh, hasn't changed. <laughs> no, he has not. Oh, uh, also Ray died. Oh. Ray didn't want to come back. After Ray. Ray, Ray. Ray didn't want to come back. Maybe he was able to make it over proper. Glad you didn't give up on me. I would never. At this point, Isaiah steps forward. Hello, I was your replacement. And he extends Thank you for protecting a hand. Friend. She'll take it. And then Isaiah, through his faceplate, looks turns Retha. Now that you have your ally back, I will do what I was hired to do and root out the corruption of Hast. Oh, well, we've already figured that out. He's a lich. I think we told him already. Yeah, I think we did. I forgot we had told you that. Yeah, he was in the party at the time, Gareth. <laughs> so he knew. 
All right, I forgot. It's okay. Well, this is another problem solved by gratuitous use of magic. <laughs> we did it. That's what we <laughs> do. No magic. That's kind of our thing, Declan. You're problem unique. solved and caused by magic. <laughs> I caused this problem, so now it's my responsibility to fix it. Exactly. I mean, what? <laughs> At least you pick up your own messes. Unlike Maldrick. Rafa just goes to get a broom to sweep up the broken glass. <laughs> there's an inordinate amount of cleaning tools down here. Well, I mean, there's mostly shovels. It's but... mostly shovels. And one single broom. The broom is the only non-magical tool in the shed. <laughs> it's not the broom of crying we found? What do you mean? That's a... <laughs> Maldrick never sold that. Rafa just picks it up and... <laughs> <laughs> Our breath is really taking it hard. I just, I, I, I'm just so happy to have Pelta back. <laughs> Declan, so I, I need to talk to you about something. I think we're going to be in town for a few days. I was wondering if you'd help me with something. Sure. All right. Let's just come over here and he'll walk over. And I've already talked to Ian about what I want him to craft. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll just do a, a couple, uh, just a little bit of a time skip. Yeah. One, because Pelta did get resurrected, which means she has two negative levels. Work off a negative level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. work off negative um, levels. They're permanent. I need a restoration, and it's cheaper to do restoration than greater restoration for two. Yeah. Yep. And how long is this magic item crafting taking? And how much gold does it cost? 10 days, 10,000. What are you making? Well, that should provide plenty of time for Gareth to cast restoration on you. Less than 10,000, probably, but. Or less than 10 days, but. Because we're doing it in a slotless version. So, yeah, so it would be. The slotless 11, would be 11,000 gold, and it would, yeah, it would be. You'd be working with me for it. For It's a phylactery of positive channeling, doubled cost to make it a slotless item. Yeah, I think it probably would take 11 days since I'm... So you are making a slotless phylactery of positive channeling. Yes. Okay, because uh, we did not implement the runic system in this game because we never talked about it. Kind of relatively little else to do while everybody else is crafting or... Or yeah. restoring off their negative levels. Rutha's probably just gonna go beat up some armagers. <laughs> You're beating up some armagers. Training them. In, tra in training. 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 Not like I'm gonna go mug him in the street or something. Always be prepared. Punches him when he's off duty. Today we're training in unarmored defense. Kicks him in the balls. <laughs> and during this time, Declan. Not Declan. Huh. Uh, actually, Declan and Gareth. Yep. You guys get mail. Ooh. But it's not delivered through the normal mail system you've gotten, which is Hell Knight stabbing letters of summons to the door. <laughs> Just loose yeah. daggers. Daggers are cheap. They're only two gold. The dagger fund is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it is You're a really full 80% of the budget. Costs. <laughs> I've told the lady commander to invest in a nail gun, but... <laughs> Imported from Numeria. Yes, the Technic League wasn't really... Uh, we had to wait until they were out of town, you understand. The letter is not... It's kind of sloppily sealed. Okay. Almost like it was done in a hurried panic. But Declan and Gareth, as you look at the letters, they are sealed by a wax seal of seven foxtails forming a circle. Yes! Ooh. Okay. And it has... Is that your membership cards? I already have mine. That's right, you Declan's has a membership card. Yeah. And it also has... It's coded. Declan, you have a linguistic check out the wazoo. You can process the cipher easily. 
Yeah, I learned two new languages. Oh God, what did you learn? I'm working on that. <laughs> oh, okay. What don't Whatever you know? Whatever he needs to learn to undo this code. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you now, yeah, you have all the codes uh, because you have every language memorized like a proper archaeologist and decoded. It is the me secret meeting place of the seven foxes. It's the time and date. It is dated for three weeks from now. You got this about five days into your crafting. All right. So in about three weeks from then, so two and a half weeks after the time skip ends. And I haven't maintained the calendar in weeks, months. I mean, yeah. I theoretically could piece it together, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so about three weeks from when you finish the uh, crafting is when the meeting is. Cool. I'm learning Terran. Elemental language is always good. Always yeah, good. Yeah, I'm filling some of those in. I'm probably going to do Terran and... Ignan? Yeah, Bignan? I don't, I don't have any of them. Okay, well, I would like to remind you what the name of the uh, 410 is, uh, because you have that information. It's called the Magma Vault. Yeah, yeah I'll do Terran and Ignan. Very glad I have that Ring of Resistance back. <laughs> yeah. Very glad I have a tiefling. Very glad I have the spell. And yeah, Very you guys have your gear. Pelta is no longer negative. Pelta no longer has depression. And you guys are geared up and ready. Pelta, if there's any gear you want, you have your budget got a couple things. I think I paid someone to upgrade my ring. Yes. And I that might actually be it. And if you guys want to get low, you know it's called the Magma Vault. You guys can make some assumptions if you want to get like pushes of fire resistance or anything like that before you head on out from the alchemist shops. The ring would be stronger if we wanted to shell out. So it would be like 10 instead of 5, right? Ring of I'm fire not too worried about it because I have like 130 hit Yeah, you're, you're the least likely the person to die from it anyways. A ring of fire resist, energy resistance, fire. Minor ring is 10 points for 12 grand. Major is 20 for 28,000. What? I just handed Pelta 12 grand ring back? Damn it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Off her dead finger. That's, let's not you forget. You did. Yeah, you did grave rob her for you have about yeah, nine. Yeah, Gareth looted her body. Uh, I think he should lose his powers for that. <laughs> I don't know. That's He's pretty dead. on brand for Desna. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, then give back, yeah. He gave it back. It's fine. You're right. He gave it back. That's anathema. Gareth, you've lost all of your cleric powers. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Once everyone is ready, are you prepared to move to the map of the Magma yeah. Vault? Yes, if you want to give me your... Uh, oh, I should also take Pelta out of the graveyard and back into the PCs. Yeah, yeah I think we're just on. doing the normal... And his eye just kind of sits off to the side. Mage armor, dark vision on myself. Everyone gets tears to wine again. I'll turn that back on. Take care of wisdom, Retha. Cool. Oh, are you giving back the extend rod that you yeah. took from Pelta too? I, I would. I mean, that's all we were using it for is heroism on everybody, so like... I can use it with... But also you pulled... Didn't you pull one off of, uh... I think there are two. So yeah. There are a couple of extended rods floating around, yeah. If you want to take one. Yes, I will take one. Alright, now everyone should have their proper visions. Well, that is appropriately, um, fiery looking. If there's magma, it should be low light at least, right? Yeah, it is. It's low light at least. Uh, there's no magma in this area. So, allow me to read the description of where you are. In floor 10, the Magma Vault by F. Wesley Schneider. Oh boy. Ooh. F. Wesley Schneider, for those who don't know, is basically the guy who developed Starfinder. 
He's written a ton. He is no longer with the company now. He was their editor-in-chief for five years. Me looking at the early Paizo writers like, what book of Second Darkness was he responsible for? <laughs> uh, book four. <laughs> book four. I've been, I've been uh, reading a lot of Second Darkness lately as just kind of a trolling myself thing, but also to like delve into... It, it contains basically all the drow lore that Paizo ever published. He's contributed to a lot of things. Uh, he created Celtiel. He personally was the one who developed Celtiel, the edgelord Magus. I, you know what? I can see it. He also made Imrichka, which is the Inquisitor. Yes, my girl. Not the orc. The yeah, the half-orc Inquisitor. She's, uh, who's she an Inquisitor of again? Barazma. Barazma. Oh, she's from Leopardstadt. That's cool. He also was one of the writers behind the Occult Adventures. A ton of books. He wrote the first book of Strange Aeons, which is also great. And book three of War for the Crown. He's written a ton. I'm very excited. I know Wesley Snyder is like a phenomenal writer, so I'm super excited to dive into this floor. He might not have his Taldor geography very well, but you know. Gradually, the stairs melt and widen until they're little more than a broken ramp. As the passage descends, the temperature rises, carrying with it the clinging, rotten smell of sulfur. Anyone oh, this who is familiar. doesn't have fire resistance, oh, I, I need a fortitude save for high temperature. So you're all effectively immune to the temperature. Uh, also, for Matthew, the ceilings are specifically called out as mostly being 20 feet high. Yes, if it changes, yes. I will tell you. Yes! Matthew just walks down here and she's like, damn, it smells like my grandfather's house. You've been to your grandfather's house? I mean, no, but I've been around when the signifiers were practicing. And if anyone would like to give me a knowledge dungeoneering check... Anyone can roll this untrained, because it's a DC-10, so Declan, you just know this. I got a 17 on the die. So, Declan... With Tears to Wine, that might not actually suck too bad. That makes it a 22. Uh, Declan's giving it the Tears to Wine. Oh no, Matthew's giving it two. Garrett's giving it two. It's also a plus five now. If it's to identify a monster, I also get a bonus from being a Hell Knight. Uh, it is uh, not for a monster. It is for okay. the surrounding stone. Uh, it is igneous stone, uh, meaning magma intense heat recently formed these tunnels. Probably basalt. Recently. And relatively recently. <laughs> I mean, maybe they formed and reformed or whatever. Yeah. It's good to be back in the dungeon after all that sitting around. Get it. Get it. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's get it. Alright. Pelta's gonna start wandering, walking. Pelta, give me a perception check. Rutha will keep a close guard behind her. Actually, you all can, though Pelta is up front, so she would get the... 32. Okay. Pelta. And actually, I guess Retha would see this too. You guys see, as you're on that corner, Hell Knights. Oh, they've to be more precise, pie. you see Hell Knight armor. Ooh. Well, I hope they're not undead. You recognize this as the armor of the Order of the Nail, which is one of the orders that come within Ford Inevitable. Excellent. They sound hosts, man, Completely, be, being completely sarcastic. I actually think that is Hoss's order. No, he's Gate. Oh, right. Uh, Lady Commander Drovis is Order of the Nail. No, she's, no, she's Pike. Where's, where did the nail come from, then? Uh, All right. Corvosa, but uh, <laughs> that probably wasn't what you were actually meaning to ask. Normally they're off colonizing, aren't they? How do you think they ended up in Corvosa? <laughs> uh, here it is. Besides her order, uh, the Order of the Nail and the Order of the Gate maintain presence here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're the second most numerous group in Fort Inevitable. Under the command of Marilichter Dondru Wolfhelm. You have not really interacted with them because they're very rarely in town, uh, but their influence is felt. So yeah, if you look, you'll see that 
growing out of out of the Hell Knight armor is uh, sets of crystals. That's fun. And you can do a knowledge dungeoneering check to identify them. Someone is really getting the mileage out of that dungeoneer. F. Wesley Schneider's like, nobody ever uses this skill, let's troll them with it. 34 for Pelta. 31 for Declan. Cool. These aren't crystals. Love it. Uh, oh, these care. are the corpses of creatures known as chrismals. An animated cluster of translucent crystals shaped disturbingly like a gemstone scorpion scuttles in an aggressive oh, stance. these guys. Effectively like flightless baby manticores. They can so shoot wait. stale spikes. Were they in the armor? Like, were they posing as hell knights? Or it looks like... What? Or did they just fight them? It looks more like a fight happened here. It's like the hell knight got killed by these spikes that got shot. Yeah. And there's little chrismal cluster corpses littering the area, too. Like, it was a mutually destructive battle. I don't know, crystals can sometimes be worth something. The chrismal corpses look like they'd be worth something? No, they don't, like, no more than, like, a natural, like, a, a body. Death just looks down at the Hell Knight armor and is like, You beat a devil and you were beaten by a pile of fucking rocks. That's embarrassing for you. Chrismals are CR3. Pelta, you as you approach, you see an orb, an angry orb, fighting a chrismal. Who wants to give me planes checks? Yeah! I have planes. I love planes. I would love to. Gareth's planes is probably better than mine, but shut up. Yes, but Meg is going to be more excited to hear what this thing is. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's fucking inevitable, isn't it? Probably. It's better. I, there's a bonus to this that's like another plus five because I'm Hell Knight. It is not a high roll. 27. 27 total. You all recognize an auger chitin. Yeah. No. Yes and no. no. Like, you bet Isaiah's not here. He could be friends with it. <laughs> uh, as the, love killing this as the chitin is engaged in battle with the chrismal, do you interfere? No, thanks. Uh, I'm going to let them kill each other first. All right. I'm going to watch them fight. The chitin does kill the chrismal after a round or two. And then you see the chitin, it notices you, and it seems to be backing away as you approach. Gretha goes around the corner, I'm gonna stuff some of the Hell Knight armor in my bag of holding. Gareth's just, you're gonna rip out of line, Wee! Gareth, as you go to grab the armor, yes. the chitin screeches at you. <laughs> oh, though it cannot speak, for it has no mouth, and begins angrily orbiting one of the armors. I would, uh, maybe be careful about that, Gareth. If anyone wants to give me a sense Can motive. I figure out why? Yeah. Yeah. What is its deal? It looks to be protecting that specific suit. Uh, like it seemed to have a connection maybe with the, the wearer of it. Was the wearer maybe a signifier or a spellcaster of some kind? Like this was its familiar? Do you do something to like show that you're not, there's no intent or anything? I put my spear away for a moment. Not approaching. Right. Uh, as you approach, it like gurgles at you. Oh, right. With your knowledge check, you guys got enough. You guys got a lot. Uh, I will let you know. Uh, the languages uh, Chitin knows are Chitin knows are common in Infernal, but Probably it cannot Infernal, speak. Yeah. It also has an unnerving gaze where it can make you shaken, and has permanent death watch. Uh, and there's a couple other stuff if you guys want to know anything else, but I don't think you're gonna end up fighting it. And also, it's CR2. Retha just looks at the armor. You know they're dead, right? It rotates in a way that acknowledges yes. If you were bound to it, you could just leave. 
uh, orbits a no. Why not? It kind of fly, floats over to you, Retha, and in, in the way that a living ball of blades can, kind of like snuggles up to you and pushes you slightly towards the armor. What likes you? I really don't want to break down what that means right now. Retha will kind of go over to the armor. Uh, if you want uh, to get, to uh, with your sense, mo- rolling your sense motive over, it seems more to recognize you are a Hell Knight and is trying to get your assistance with something. Alright, what do you want? Uh, and it begins pointing, like, orbiting lower until it reaches a uh, you see in that set of armor's hand a lightly singed and torn book of some kind. Let's read this, then. She'll kind of pick it up gingerly with her tail. Just It is written in Infernal. To whom it makes I, I read that. I prepared explosive runes today. It is <laughs> the spell book and journal belonging to Hell Knight signifier Chad Deviri. I, I'm not joking. His name was Chad? Chad Deviri. I'm saying it's Chad. It's C-H-A-I-D. So it could be like... Chade or Chade or something. Chad. But Chad's funnier. Absolutely. Also, Chad Hell Knight. Yeah, sounds like a Hell Knight man. Chad Deviri was a signifier of the Order of the Nail. And as you peruse it, you learn that this chitin's name is Az, A-O-Z. And it is a auger chitin that served as Deviri's advisor. It's how the book describes, it's how the the module describes it. I think Augur Chitons is on the list of improved familiar. That's kind of what I guessed. Leave it up the nail to have a chitin instead of an imp, like a normal uh, A correction will be issued. Chad Deviri is someone who is alive and in for an inevitable. This is an explore- expedition group sent by him. Okay. Ah, okay. Uh, so, this so, this is not his spell, his book. It is his expedition chronicle that he was commissioning, but... It seems it ended here. Similar to how Abernard Royce had his, uh, Gareth and Declan, when you were perusing the library, you would have actually found his as well. But Declan, this was written by a Chad. Yeah. And just kind of read it briefly. It is an ex-chronicle. Somebody was also as heavily redacted as Royce's was. Uh, In fact, as you read it, this chronicle details floors 8, 9, and the beginning of 10, which is where Abernard's left off. Cool. So it looks like the Hell Knights issued version of it never was completed because the people that were doing it fucking died. Died. Got murdered by gay scorpions. Yes. By gay scorpions. What a way to go. Gareth got a bunch of free Hell Knight armor because of it. Uh, you actually do. You get. Gareth is very excited about the gay scorpions. Here is what you get, bed, Gareth, sure. as you begin grave robbing like a proper Desmond. I mean, it's just the adventurer thing. Yeah, it's just the adventurer yeah. thing. You get three plus one halvers. I mean, but there are so many Desmond adventurers, right? Like, yeah. All right, all right, Luke, it's practically the tenants of her faith at this point. <laughs> it's part of the Pathfinder Society tenants. Grave robber, your earliest you convenience. You must rob graves. So, uh, Alex, when you're ready, I'll tell you yep. the loot. Three plus one halberds, three suits of plus one Hell Knight's plate. Scavenging some of the other parts, you are able to cobble together a complete set of regular Hell Knight plate. And Declan, give me an appraise check. This is going to be great for my eventual plan. 37. Okay, cool, guys. So, Deviri is in fact the person you found. Both in the same paragraph refers to Deviri having sent an exploration committee, but later it refers to Deviri being killed and his journal was being searched for. Didn't find that quest in town. Yeah, because 
this gives you the quest marker to return the journal to the Hell Knight records. Oh, there it is. Like, pings in the sky. Yeah, you get your Skyrim quest notification. Since Sierra is going to take all their other shit, I might as well take this. Uh, we can and read it, see if there's anything we didn't we missed. Stow it securely in her bag. Uh, you read through it. Busy, it's uh, doing all that. It's mostly the same of what you've encountered. There is, however, no mention of Nur Athamon in it, nor is there mention of the Mistress of Thorns. It is likely that she appeared in the Spire after this exploration team was put together. Got it. Okay. Give me that appraise check when you get a chance, Declan. I got a 37. You see those chrismal corpses. That their bodies, when they die, undergo rigor mortis and become actual crystals. Okay. Oh my gosh. I wonder how much we can get the Desmonds to pay for this. <laughs> this one just has, like, some energy, you know? Red gems are fused with the crystals. Once the eyes and weird organs of chrismals. Breaking the crystals frees 2d8 chips carnelians worth 25 gold piece each. Using sonic energy to shatter the crystals preserves their full worth at 50 gold apiece. Anyone got any sonic spells? Not at the moment. I could. I could come back with uh, your piercing screams. Good idea. Shove them in the uh, bag for now and... Yeah, you can just rip them out of the ground. You can shatter them at your leisure. Yeah. Because they didn't fuse into the ground. They just... Fused to the arm. Crystals just sitting there. Yeah, you can... Yeah. As leads you over to this little alcove here. Looks like some bedrolls in there? Yeah, it's a... Maybe the, the Hell Knight's camp? Supply packs and bedrolls lie strewn between rocky protrusions. Scattered cooking implements surround a vent near the rear of the chamber, which hisses a thin line of steam. Uh, this is a camp. brought any scrolls down. Seems like they were using the geothermal heat to cook by? Maybe. Health is gonna, like, root through their packs for any magical yeah. implements. Yep. Uh, as Probably you go to root through the packs, Owz stops you and just starts kind of whirling. Give me a perception I'm check. Dead. Ugh. Is there a trap? Actually, you know what? No, Retha, you would know this. You're a Hell Knight. Actually, no, Declan would also know, could tell this with the detect magic. Uh, there's a rock on the top of the packs pinging magic. It's a stone of alarm. Okay. Stone of alarm. Is it alert? Well, if it's pinging magic, it's probably active, but who exactly put it alert at this point? Yeah. Oh, it just, it would just make a lot of noise and potentially draw things to our area. I suppose. So we leave it for now, make sure there aren't any things that are going to come yeah, to the area, and then... Come back to it. Give you a perception check. I can tell you some more things besides what's in those packs. Well, with Tears to Wine, I already have 25. Do you want me to roll? Uh, 20 is the DC, okay. so you're good. <laughs> you notice the following things carved into the wall. A series of scratches in the dark rock, including a series of tallies. The phrase, Dreaming of Droncy. D-R-O-N-C-Y. You also see, and with an arrow pointing towards a bedroll, and a crude drawing depicting an armored figure next to a floating sunburst with an eye at the center, which you can use your brain very quickly, Gareth, uh, and determine that it is Signifier Daviri and As. Also, that's the event continuous hissing. I don't think any of you are stupid enough to touch it with bare skin, so you do not take no. the one point of fire damage from touching it with your bare flesh. We could anyways. Yeah, we could all... anyway. Yeah, we could touch that anyways, it wouldn't. I'm gonna touch the hell out of that screen. Part of me is like, I wonder if... It's not exactly the Order of the Nails Reckoning, but I wonder if the Hell Knights down here used it for that at some point. Probably. 
just burn their flesh. It's more of a pyre thing to do, though, actually. Isaiah would have had a heyday with it. But, yeah, you guys, it mostly seems they're using it the heat cooking tools. Declan, you do also find in there a uh, another fish collapsible fishing rod. Hell yeah. It is not magical, and it's made of iron, which allowed it to resist the uh, ambient heat. It is unpleasant to touch normally, but because you have fire resistance, you can touch it with no issue. Anyone want a very heavy fishing pole? Are you telling me you could use this for fucking lava fishing? For short periods of time, probably. They can help withstand the ambient heat, but probably not direct contact to lava. Why did they bring a fishing pole down here? They wanted to go lava fishing. You never know when when you got the urge to go fishing. Rafa has this, like, smarmy grin on her face that is, like, obviously she's making a joke. Nobody gets it. <laughs> and Declan's like, I grew up on the, on the sea and, like, Lake and Cart that I love fishing. Declan played Hades. He's fished in Asphodel. They Absolutely. wanted to go lava fishing. I wish. I wish I could go lava fishing. And, yeah, that's all there really is here. You guys can deal with the sort of alarm. You could, you know, try and dispel just magic. Just come back when it. nobody else is here. Yeah, or just kill everything. It's the way. Another option is just, you know, set off the sort of alarm in the- Oh, hey guys, on another page, they actually give me text that's found in the journal. You guys want to hear it? Absolutely. The Journal of Chad Deviri, Helm Knight Signifier of the Order of the Gate, leader of the expedition to tame the Emerald Spire. What follows is- Yeah, even though he was with a nail team. They probably just sent like a combined team. Yeah. Yeah. What follows is Volume 3, the rest being enshrined safely with my order on my expedition's return trips to the surface. The campaign continues, now into heat and boiling stone. Our troop has dwindled in size, but the gemstone vein that has provided our egress time and again is sure to be near. We will resupply, forge ahead, and discover what secret lies within these depths. I've come too far now to let something as flimsy as fire stand in my way. These pits' secrets will be mine, even if it takes the bodies of all of my knights to smother the flames. <laughs> Damn. Terrible commanding officer. Yeah, seems like a good guy. Yeah. I think some of our armagers are shitheads as much as the next guy, but... Willingly bringing them down to broil. Yeah, not a not a great guy. If I'm gonna be entirely frank, I I, I do think uh, Naldred Tillman's sons uh, could stand to suffer down here for a little bit. They're kind of annoying. I wonder what this what will do for this floor. It would do this good. It would build character. The lava might be tough on customers. Yeah, it could be like a stream. I suppose. Sauna. Really market it. Oh, a sauna. Market it for the adrenaline junkies. Do spicy drinks. Oh, like that'd be fun. Theme. Bloody Marys. Mojito. Mojito would be good down here. Ooh, mojito. I could go for a mojito. Drink shots of fireball. Uh, Owls does not seem to leave the area Daviri's body is in, but you guys can move on if you want. Rafa just looks at the Kaitan and was like, we'll be back. It makes what can only be described as a clangorous chirping noise. In ways clear above if you just want to walk or float or whatever. Yeah. So you guys now enter this area. Pale white and gray crystals cover this room in tightly packed formations, clustering in corners and around a central pillar. There are a ton of crystals here. Who wants to give me a knowledge check on these? Actually, Declan, what's your knowledge check minimum? What knowledge? Any. 27 with just one. All right, so you see these crystals and you're like, ooh, crystals. And then you pause and you recognize these are, this is chrismal waste. Oh, uh, okay. It's shiny, fragile, and worthless. Yeah, it's not worth anything. This chrismal shit, gay rim, gay scorpion shit. Well, uh, at least we know we don't need to waste our time on it. Yep. 
Well, just gonna keep following Pelta. Whoa. As Pelta goes in there, one, it smells really bad in here. Two, glooping out of the air, the air seems to coalesce into what can only be described as a disgusting green mist as taking form, there's not one, not two, not three, but four creatures that seem to be made of green vapor. Pelta and Retha, as they coalesce, the smell in this room becomes overwhelming and you begin coughing, as we'll see you in two weeks. Ah! <laughs> no! <laughs> It's a creature made just for the spire. Those are cool. Bye, everybody. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at at Bar Dungeon, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar, and on Tumblr at dungeondivebar.tumblr.com. You can also find more information about us at our link tree, including links to our fan Discord server and Twitch. You can find that at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash dungeon dive bar. To hear our episodes a little bit early and get access to some behind the scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeon dive bar. A very special thank you to our middle shelf and top shelf patrons. Happy Cyclops, Jacob, Mirwolf, 22 Plus, and Bellandora. Thanks, and see you at the bar.